You've heard me talk about my grumpy list and my gratitude list and the battle that is going on between those two lists each and every day, um, trying to stay on that gratitude list. It's a, lot, it's a lot healthier. It's a lot more fun to be thankful. Um, but I tend to kind of default into the grumpy. Uh, and this is a list of things that I'm frustrated with, worried about, anxious. Um, I'll take one. I'll give you a little insight on my list. Uh, one that goes between the two is my physical health, okay? I'm 51, and I heard for decades, beware of trying to lose weight when you're 50 because it doesn't come off that fast. Um, and, and that's true. I, I've, I'm not where I want to be weight-wise. I'd rather be lose a few pounds, and it's a struggle. Uh, and it can put me in the grumpy zone, uh, or I can look at things to be thankful about. Uh, and one of which is I, I have a somewhat of a, you know, a healthy body enough to do activities, uh, and I enjoy mountain biking. I love mountain biking. And who knew at 50 years old that I would take up the drum set uh, that uses both legs and both arms and everything else to try to play. So there's things to be thankful for. Um, the fear of, of my heart condition. I have an enlarged heart. Uh, with PVCs, it's like a skipped heartbeat. Uh, in fact, I'm going back tomorrow to get checked out just for routine stuff. But I could have curled up with either of those situations like a baby uh, in bed and not wanted to do anything. Felt completely uh, discouraged and completely broken. Um, but instead, I'm like, all right, God, hold on. I've got some other things I can do with this body that you've given me. Uh, and let me thank you for that. Another situation is uh, what Carrie is going through. With all of her illness, it's, it's incurable. She's in constant pain. There, there's, it's been years of dealing with medical stuff. Um, we just changed pharmacies. I was on a first-name basis with, with Rite Aid for years um, because of having to go in so much. That could have completely wreaked havoc on our marriage. Um, and I've seen that happen before. To deal with a spouse that's, that's broken, if you will, that's not doing okay on most things, but, but trying to figure that out, it could, have, it could have destroyed our marriage. But I have to say today, our marriage is probably the healthiest it's ever been. Um, because we chose to thank God through whatever was going on, we needed to look for Him for strength and for peace that can only come from Him. And that, that speaks volumes. So we're looking today at how we react to these circumstances in our life. Uh, what is God going to do for us? How can we get through these situations? And let me give you uh, a, a sentence as we close in prayer, and then we'll go on and continue in worship. Gratitude affects our circumstances by not worrying about anything, but praying about everything, thanking God for his peace and for all that he is doing in our life. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this amazing family uh, that we get to come and worship uh, side by side, keeping our eyes and hearts and minds focused on you. Father, I pray for your Holy Spirit to work in an awesome and mighty way this morning. Just pierce our hearts with your truth. Uh, remind us how much you love and adore us as we continue on this journey called life. Uh, thanking you every moment of it. In Jesus' name I pray.
you will be ready at Philippians 4, and then we will jump around a little bit. I will read it to you, or you can go with me. <clears throat> so have that finger for sure at Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. Gratitude affects our circumstances not by worrying about anything, but praying about everything, thanking God for his peace for, and for all that he is doing in our life. I have a little test for us today. You will be graded. You don't have to share your grade. You may not share your answers, okay? It's going to be easy math. Uh, so it's, only, it's going to be two scenarios. You will be graded on each, and then you will average the two grades together. If you don't know how to do that, then see someone else, because I don't remember. Um, no, I do. It'll be easy enough. So what I'm gonna do is give you a scenario you're going to react to it with either gratitude or not, uh, and then you will be given a grade. Your grade is your choice. So choice A, you're going to get an A. Choice B, you would be a, a B grade or C. Uh, we won't fail anyone, okay? Everyone passes this class. So here's the first scenario for you to evaluate yourself. Be truthful, please, because you don't have to share with anyone. I mean, God knows, but you don't have to share. So here we go. You were in the express lane at the grocery store. The sign clearly says 10 items. You have your bag of tortilla chips, holy guacamole, and a half gallon of Turkey Hill pumpkin pie ice cream. <laughs> Greatest ice cream in the world. Um, so you have, your, you, you have your items or whatever you choose. You can change a little bit of the scenario. Uh, you have plenty of cash in your hand ready to go through the express lane. But the person in front of you has at least 20 items, for sure. They have a large, and no, not to be sexist, a large bag or purse who you know their wallet's at the bottom of, and they're <laughs> probably going to pay by check, okay? So how do you respond? A, you're grateful that the ice cream and chips you will be enjoying very soon. Okay, that's an A grade. A B is you grit your teeth and wonder if the lady ahead of you has failed math or reading. <laughs> or C, you yell at the cashier, check out line violation, this lady's got too much, she needs to go to the regular lanes. Okay, if you would be willing to do that, you get a C for your grade, okay? No looking around, I'm seeing a lot of looking around and nudging, especially spouses. Okay, so keep your grade. Here, here's the second one. You're driving to work or, or wherever. You come to a red light behind a single car in your lane. So two lanes of travel. You're in one lane. There's only one car ahead of you as you approach the red light. The other lane has six cars in it. You would have been the seventh. So you're already ahead of the game. Uh, then the light turns green. Everyone starts accelerating except the one car in front of you, <laughs> as all the other cars pass you by, including that seventh spot. <laughs> then they start slowly accelerating and take at least 100 yards to get up to the 25-mile-per-hour speed limits. Okay? I know no one drives around here like that at all. So here are your reactive, your reactive choices, your reactions for an A grade Gratitude as you realize that you are ahead of schedule for the day. You have some extra time to kill while enjoying a leisurely drive. 
considering the fact also that the driver ahead of you might be a student driver. Okay, you get an A if you, if you chose that. A B is grit your teeth and mumble to yourself that you picked the wrong lane to be in and wish people would pay more attention to the lights and accelerate like normal human beings. Okay, that'll get you a B. Uh, C is you lay on the horn. Now, I'll give you a little bit of grace. You don't lay on the horn at half a second after it turns green like people do around here, but 0.75 seconds after, okay? You honk your horn as you pass them by because the entire crowd has, has passed on the other lane. You come along beside them and, and toot your horn again to let them know that you were frustrated. All right? So there are your grades. Keep it to yourself. Um, you either have A, which you got both right, or a C. We, don't, we won't fail anyone. But isn't life a little crazy with some fun circumstances, well, frustrating circumstances that can happen big or small? Uh, and we're going to take a look at today how gratitude affects the circumstances in our life, anything and everything that we're dealing with. So turn with me. We've gone through uh, verses 4 and 5. Look at verse 6 of Philippians 4. Do not be anxious about anything. Now, I was not ready to preach on this because I fail epically at this verse. I struggle with it all the time because it's, it's how I'm wired. It's my default setting to go into worry, to go into anxiety. Someone could look at me with, you know, a twitch in their eye, and I'm like, <gasps> What did I do? What did I, how did I offend them? You know, and, and, and we have situations in life that, that bring angst and anxiety and frustration and worry. In fact, the Greek word for anxious here is merimnao, which means to be pulled in different directions. Okay, isn't that what stress feels like, anxiety, being pulled in so many different directions? The old English root from which we currently get the English word worry means to strangle. So take anxiety, and basically, you're being pulled apart and strangled. Um, I've, I've been there, and I'm sure most all of us have been there at some point. Anxiety is a thief. It truly steals our thoughts, our peace, our joy, our confidence. There are 40 million Americans suffering from some form of anxiety disorder, and we're talking clinical um, that there is, it's, it's, it's rampant throughout the United States. That's almost 18% of all American adults. Our youth, our Generation Z, is the most anxious generation in the history of America. Um, I guarantee you the smartphones don't help, but they're worried about everything. And, and I remember being worried at, at, of a bunch of things at that age also. What am I going to do for a living? Where am I going to go to school? Uh, what... What am I, who am I to marry? What does my life look like, like after school? But all of us have felt some level of anxiety. If you've ever taken a test, you've felt some level of anxiousness before you take that exam. Right before you get married, there was probably some level of, of anxiety and excitement at the same time mixed together. If you are about to have a child, especially your first child, there is a high level of anxiety. Um, of this precious human being that is going to be your responsibility from that moment on. If you have teenagers, you have anxiety. If you don't, see me because I would need to learn from you and glean whatever wisdom you have. Um, But, man, I remember the first time Tyler, my oldest, was born. 
ready to go home, talk about freak out mode driving home, and we were at least about 15 miles from the house. You know, I didn't want any car within 50 feet of me, watching every red light, making sure no one was going to rear end us. Like, it was frantic. Um, So there are all sorts of situations that we're going to feel some level of anxiety about, some small and some large. But here Paul is in Philippians, and he knows full well uh, this level of worrying and anxiety. The church in Philippi were disagreeing with one another. Whoever Euodia and Syntech were disputing about, I'm sure it was causing a lot of issues in the church. Um, And he's in prison. Here Paul is again in prison, but yet he's writing about being thankful. He is writing about not being anxious about anything. Um, There is so much to be anxious about. And, And like I shared, my default when I feel anxious is to just feel more anxious, add a little worry in with all of that. Uh, No one has ever said, you know what, I'll start worrying about my life and things will get better. I don't think I've ever heard anyone say that. There are no infomercials about three steps to worry more, okay? Um, I could give you homework, and I will give you homework, but this isn't it. I could give you homework to go home tonight, and before you go to sleep, think of three things to worry about that absolutely stress you out and then enjoy trying to get to sleep, okay? That's not going to happen. Worry, anxiety, it just, it can completely mess up uh, circumstances and situations in our life. And as we're going to look at, Paul is going to show us how we deal with that. Um, But let me jump over to Matthew 6, 34, and this is what Jesus says, and I'll read this to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, but for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for all the day is its own trouble. So Jesus has talked about it. Paul has talked about it all through Scripture, talking about how much more important it is to be grateful, to show gratitude, to to trust God than to be anxious and to worry. And worry leads us away from God. Worry focuses on everything but God. Um, Worry over worship Uh, can be detrimental to our mental health, to our physical health, uh, to our our worship time with God when we choose to worry over worshiping him. But gratitude in our circumstances can only come from prayer and thanksgiving. There's only one way for us to work through that. And look at verse 6. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, make your requests made known to God. So, we get to talk to God by prayer. And these aren't the foxhole prayers. These aren't the wait till the anxiety and worry level gets to critical mass and then think, oh, maybe I better pray about this. It is a constant prayer. Um, It is not getting to such a desperate situation that you're begging and pleading with God. God, please, you know, if you get me through this, I'll name my first child Paul or John or Ringo just making sure you're paying attention. But, but desperate times, God uses those. God uses those maybe to wake us up, but it, we need to be completely on the offense. Uh, the best defense truly is a good offense. And for us to, to continually pray, uh, to pray and give supplication with thanksgiving. And what an amazing gift God has given us. 
hey, we didn't get some formula, some religion steps to work through our anxiety. God says, come to me. He gave us the gift of prayer, a direct access to God because of what Christ did on the cross in his shed blood, that he opened uh, the doors for us to have direct access and right relationship with God the Father. And then by supplication, this is more specific, um, petitioning God, requesting from God, um, thinking of exact specific circumstances and, and things in life to go through and asking God to provide a way out and being specific. Uh, I realize that the unspokens in prayer is a thing when we're in public, but be specific with God. Be specific with what you're praying about and give those requests, petition God for those things. And with thanksgiving, we talked two weeks ago, two weeks ago about even giving our offering, our sacrifice without thanksgiving isn't what God wants. God wants our prayer, wants that communication with thanksgiving. Going to Colossians 4.2, and I'll turn there. Colossians 4.2 might be just a page over for some of you. Shows the importance again of thanksgiving in our prayer. Colossians 4.2 says, continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. So here's continuing, continuing to pray always and being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Uh, we can get so distracted, we can get caught off guard. Satan wants nothing more than to get us distracted. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be watchful, your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. He wants nothing more than for us to get our eyes off of God, to be more worrisome than worshipful. Uh, and, and it starts in the mind. It starts in the heart. Daniel in the lion's den, the setup, Daniel gives us a great picture of what it looks like to be confronted with this overwhelming situation, the circumstance, and how he reacts to it. Uh, if you want to go over to Daniel 6, told you we're going to jump around. Daniel chapter 6, and this is a setup right before Daniel and the lion's den. And this is King Darius who has signed a proclamation that everyone is to bow down and worship him. They are not to pray or bow down and worship any other god, any other idol, nothing. And if they do, they're going to be thrown into the lion's den. And he knew full well where Daniel stood as a man of God and was, was basically testing him. And here is Daniel's response to knowing, if I keep worshiping the true God, this is going to get me in trouble with King Darius, and I will be thrown into the lion's den. So Daniel 6, verse 10 and 11, says, When Daniel knew that the document had been signed, he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel making petition and plea before his God. So here's Daniel giving prayer and supplication with thanksgiving to God, knowing full well that God was going to provide. 
And as if you read on, guess what happened that night? Daniel's in the lion den, but he has peace. Because that's what comes with our prayer and supplication with thanksgiving is a peace from God. He was at peace that night amongst the lions. Do you know who didn't sleep well that night? King Darius. Uh, and he, he could not get to sleep. So here's this, this beautiful example of what it means for us to, to pray and give these circumstances over to God with thanksgiving. And he will give us a peace that can only come from him versus trying to do it on our own. And what if you don't know how to pray? What if you're not so great about it, great at it, even by yourself? You don't quite know the right words. And I love the passage of Roman that, Romans that talks about that the Holy Spirit, even just our groans, um, are deep enough that, that that's all, that he will be an intercessor for us. Uh, we don't have to have the right words. We just have to have a heart and, and mind that desires to to give these circumstances to God. And the good old acts, the, the breakdown of how to pray, to adore, to confess our sins, to give thanks, and supplication. Um, and, and what a beautiful picture of four easy steps uh, to pray, to adore God, to, to worship him, and then to confess sins that, that you know you need to give up and have help with from God to get through. And then the thanksgiving. We've talked about thanksgiving this whole time of what we're thankful for. And then give those requests to God, uh, asking for whatever situation or even praying for those who are going through a time of need. But what an amazing gift that God's given us to come to him in prayer. So gratitude affects our circumstances because this peace of God provides our way out. Uh, and, and as we deal with anxiety and offer it as prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, the peace of God comes on us in Christ Jesus. And this is the peace that is quite opposite of anxiety or worry, uh, a peace that can only come from God. And if you notice, God doesn't give us when we pray and, and ask God about these circumstances. He doesn't take the circumstances away from us. He helps us with a way through these circumstances. Um, he doesn't give us a hall pass to be able to get out of class. He doesn't give us a parachute uh, to jump out of the plane that might be coming down. He, this peace is, is in the situation, in the circumstance. Going back to Daniel and the lion's den, when Daniel prayed to God, God didn't say, well, thank you, you know, for praying. I'll get you out of here, get you out of town. You don't have to endure this, this den of lions. He gave Daniel the peace to get through that situation. Um, and it's, it's guarding of our heart. And if I want anyone to guard my heart and my mind, I want it to be God. Uh, I choose God to, to be that guard. And, that, and guard in this context, is a military guard preventing a hostile invasion. Uh, and that's the God who I want fighting for me, fighting for my mind and my heart uh, against the anxiety and worry of circumstances in life. And this peace of God, peace of God, but then jumping down to verse 9, it talks about the God of peace uh, will be with you. So here is all this working of God. Um, 
the peace of God in Christ, God the Father there. Uh, what an, a great picture again of a God that loves us and adores us. One of my favorite passages, and I'll read from 2 Samuel, of this picture of the strength of God, a God that loves me enough to put me in this place of peace and then defend against uh, anxiety, against the worry, against the schemes of Satan, uh, trying to, to mess things up. This is 2 Samuel verses 2 and 3. Or 2 Samuel 22, verses 2 and 3. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my Savior, you save me from violence. That is a God that loves us. That is a God that gives us a way through a situation. Sometimes maybe out of a situation, but definitely through. And this peace of God is in Christ Jesus. You cannot have any of this. You cannot have the peace. You cannot have this access to God um, without Christ Jesus, uh, without the salvation. And I pray if there's anyone in this room who does not know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord, that you please come and talk to one of us today uh, to understand this, this love that God has for us, the sacrifice of Christ on the cross for our sins, giving us full access to God, giving us uh, this amazing relationship to not only have access to God, but to have access to his strength, his love, his mercy, his grace is an amazing thing. And so please, I pray, or if there's someone you know that doesn't know Christ, that you have an opportunity this week to share the love of Christ with them. We can have an attitude, in, or we can have gratitude in our circumstances by thinking about all that God is doing in our life. So we have Paul saying, don't be anxious. Pray about everything. In that prayer and thanksgiving, we get the peace of God in Christ Jesus to work through these situations. And then Paul goes on to say, and, and make a list. So look with me at verses 8 and 9, back in Philippians 4. Here's a list of things to think about and to be thankful for. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of worship or worthy of praise, think about these things. Here's this list of of Paul saying, go to your list of gratitude. Look at what God is doing in your life. Look at what he has done. Uh, What are the the beautiful things in life that God has put in place for you to be reminded of him uh, and to be reminded of all that he is doing? And this is my gratitude list. It truly is count your blessings. When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged thinking all is lost, Count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. And that's so true, that we're, sometimes we're surprised. Sometimes we get these blinders on of worry and anxiety and frustration at life that we aren't seeing what God's doing right in front of us sometimes. And the times that we get those glimpses, we're like, whoa, God was there the whole time. He's right there. 
Um, and, and that's what God desires for us, that as we go in or continue on this life, continue on this journey, uh, that we, through all circumstances, go to him in prayer, that we worry about nothing. Now, are we going to still worry? Absolutely. Um, but it, it's knowing to continue, continually looking for where God is, continuing, continuing to seek his face in all situations. And I'll close with this from Ephesians 5.20, giving thanks always and for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, that's what God wants for us to continue to just seek after him. So here's our homework, your real homework. I want you as you go to sleep tonight and before you fall asleep to think of three things that you're grateful for. Just take a moment, tell God thank you. Uh, three specific things. And as we continue uh, to do that every day this week and, and getting into that habit, hopefully it becomes more than just bedtime. It becomes an all the daytime. Um, looking at all throughout the day where God is because he is there and he's at work and he loves us and wants us to continue to seek after him. Let's close in prayer. Father, I thank you for this time this morning uh, to remind us that we don't have to, to live this life without you, uh, that we don't have to do this on our own. And no matter what the circumstance, no matter what situation is coming, that, Father, that we get to run to you, that we get to offer requests to you and have this peace from you in Christ Jesus that only you can provide. Father, I thank you for the guarding of our hearts and minds, uh, that we continue uh, to grow in faith and love and adoration of you. Father, I thank you for opportunities this week that are coming, uh, that we just surround them with your peace and thanksgiving. Father, I thank you for this time together that you have been glorified. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King.